0: What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Playa del Carmen Kalal, <laughs> and we are Atlanta Zone, two Atlanta natives, recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky ass hijinks, and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir?
1: Graham, it's going very well. Sitting here, you know, three feet from your beautiful, yeah, smiling. Take face. it in. You know, we, we get we get intimate here at Atlanta Zone mm-hmm. nowadays, so that's that's nice. That that's been good. Um, you know, personal space doesn't exist. No. That's our motto. No, no. Yeah. So things are going fantastic. I, I always look forward to this show a lot, Graham. You know, week one, we have finally, we've talked, like, as soon as last year ended, we we're talking about off-season, projections of this team, what's going to happen, all the moves that happen in the off-season. And now we finally get to see pen to paper, as they say. And for the first time in 2,000-plus days, Graham, your Atlanta Falcons are over 500. God, that's so pathetic, isn't it? Isn't that awesome? I mean, it's
0: awesome that we are over 500. It's pathetic that it's taken that long. Oh, yeah, 100%. But since the first year of this podcast, we have not been over 500. I remember we created the show last time. Yeah, you know, that is true. The year we created the show is the last time that we were over 500. That's pretty wild. Yeah.
1: the hell have we been talking about for
0: six years? Atlanta professional sports.
1: Okay. <laughs> well yeah the falcons did it graham and they won by two touchdowns
0: which is kind of bizarre it didn't you feel like it no apparently. it didn't um this is a weird game yeah falcons win 24 to 10 over carolina on sunday and it was a game won by to me three people jesse bates the third our new safety who recorded two interceptions uh that were he picked two balls off, basically pretty deep in enemy territory. It set up you know pretty easy touchdowns for the Falcons, and he also forced a fumble in the second half. So three turnovers caused by Jesse Bates, and then the running back duo of Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson were also critical. Um, Algier with two touchdowns and Robinson with one. They both had good days on the ground as well. We'll get into all the stats in a little bit, but those were the three outstanding players to me. Uh, no one else really stood out in a – Bona fide way uh, in this game. I thought the Panthers, you know, initially were running the ball. I, I mean, overall, I think they had a pretty good day running the ball. I think they ran for 157 yards as a team. Um, lots of lots of big runs given up by the Falcons. When I say big, I mean like ten, like seven, eight, nine, ten plus yards. And we didn't get a lot of pressure on Bryce Young either. However, it was it was just it was a it was just an odd game. I can't really like the, it was really those big. Turnovers, seventeen points off of turnovers for the Falcons. That's really what what told the story for um, for Atlanta on Sunday. And that's the reason they won.
1: Yeah, here's what you love to see. Obviously, let's start with some positives because that's that's what we do here at Atlanta Zone. Besides invade each other's personal space, right? right we're very positive. So positives, red zone, three for three. Yes, <laughs> you know that's that's beautiful. You know, you got to take advantage of those turnovers. Like in, in years past, it's always. The Other teams doing that to us. Marcus Mariota makes a big mistake. Instant touchdown the other way. So you got to take advantage of that. We did. Desmond Ritter, stats looked really bad, minus the completion percentage. I think he had a very, one of the higher quarterback rating in the league. I think he had the, the
0: highest quarterback rating <laughs> in the league, but he also at one point was like seven of seven for negative nine yards or something. I mean, it was, it was just so weird. So many passes were just these little screen passes. He had a really horrible decision where he decided to pitch the ball to Bijan Robinson at the last second that resulted in like a, a seven-yard loss in the first half that was just so dumb. It was like the pressure was coming down on him. He just pitched it immediately to Bijan, and Bijan got lit up the second he caught that ball. And he's really lucky that wasn't a fumble. Um, but, yeah, keep going, on, go, keep going with the positives.
1: Yeah. So Sorry. Th- th- that, that was a positive. Um, mistake-free football on our end. Overall, yeah, yeah, that, that's where I was going with the Desmond Ritter. Um, you know, we didn't have the big turnover. He is still, he's, I think he's four and zero at three and zero at home now. Yeah, I think still you're has right. no interceptions. We want him to be a game manager. We've said that with our running game before, so I think it's going to get better than what we saw as far as like passing numbers. And you know, I was getting very frustrated myself watching in the first half. I mean, it was just three and out, three and out, run, run, run running on third and eight, you know, just like Arthur Smith having zero trust in Desmond Ritter. Right. I even texted you, I'll admit, and said, is it Taylor Heineke time just so we can win this game? Because this was a crucial game. Like, you don't want to lose this game to the Panthers. But
0: you also don't want to immediately bench your starting quarterback unless he's just having you the worst game ever.
1: And like I said, um, he wasn't ma- like he wasn't losing us the game, but it's like shit, man. He gotta, wasn't winning
0: it. He did nothing to win to, this game.
1: Except for that one throw to pits. But even then
0: the game was pretty much decided at that point. So yeah. I, like I don't I don't really. I mean that was a nice throw, the one throw to pits, but that was it really. That's the only thing he did that was worth a damn all day. Anyone could sit back there and throw screen passes. That's probably not true. And and a couple of short slants. Like not anyone, but I'm just saying it doesn't take like an above average quarterback to do what he did. Um, you could have plugged Zach Wilson in uh, Atlanta on Sunday. He probably would have had the same result. Although
1: Zach Wilson might have had two or three picks as well. He could have, so I, but you
0: know what I'm saying? What like it's not like this is a performance where it was like uh, you know Jordan Love against Chicago, where he just goes out there and just steamrolls. Of course,
1: them. that's not going to that's not going to be us though. And it, it's where I, I got so much for the positives. I, I just got frustrated with the you know the, the preseason game. It's like this dude needs this whole offense. It wasn't just him. The offensive line was really bad. Yeah, um, pass protection, and, you know, Bijan John Robinson, he needs to step up his pass protection as well. He gave up a couple sacks um, where he couldn't chip a guy, yeah. so that's going to get better. He was good at that in college.
0: Yeah, Ritter was sacked four times for the but, record. you know,
1: Ritter just didn't have a chance in a lot of situations, and it got better in the second half, obviously. And I felt like he was immobile, almost. Like, he was just in the pocket. He didn't really
0: roll out. He didn't bootleg too much. It was, it was odd with a guy that does have... I would say above average athleticism for him to just be a statue back there was, was was very strange to me. And I guess they really committed in camp to teaching him pocket passing, which is good, but you also want to utilize, you know, mobile quarterback's
1: strengths as well. I mean Brian Burns was just a monster um, coming 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 after us and made Caleb McGarry look like Jalen Mayfield. Oh yeah, he
0: got he got destroyed a couple of times. Yeah, Burns had two sacks um and another tackle for loss on top of that. So um, yeah, he was blowing up plays in the backfield. And uh, Derek Brown, linebacker, also had a big day with eight tackles, two for loss, and a sack. Um,
1: I, I think the Panthers are scrappy. I, they I, are. I, and I'm kind of glad we got them week one because Bryce Young is going to get better. He did make, you know, he made, what, two big mistakes?
0: Two big mistakes. Um, you know, and on, on his side of the field, like I mentioned, and that, that those are the backbreakers, not just in the red zone, but even on your side of the field. It just sets up the other team, just puts them in such an advantageous position.
1: Yeah.
0: Gives your defense no room for error but I, I really did not like what I saw from the run defense it was just garbage um I thought all day we have 154 yards on the ground they should have given the ball more to Chubba Hubbard uh, nine carries for 60 yards averaged almost seven yards on the ground Sanders had a good game 18 carries 72 yards they did keep people out of the end zone but man there were a lot of big runs like I mentioned uh Bryce Young also had a 16-yard rush I saw nothing from this new defense um, in terms of run stopping that I was, where I really thought, oh man, they're, I'm really glad we got Anya Meta and Ellis and all these other guys, you know.
1: Yeah, they, they weren't getting penetration without the blitz. Yeah. But you got to feel great about only giving up 10 points. Sure. And the turnovers, obviously.
0: But again, that comes down to like just, you know, um, Bates being in the right you know, being a veteran, knowing how to throw off a, uh, and he mentioned this in the post game. You know, he said he watched a lot of tape. He saw he liked he saw a Young like to go over the middle, and he's like, I'm just going to hang out over the middle. That's just him making a play. That's not the defense doing anything. That's that's Jesse Bates, and see like a collective push to get pressure on the quarterback or stop the run game
1: the The goal line stand on the first drive was huge.
0: That was big. They did do that, but I'm just saying other, you know, that set the tone for the game. That that was that was a big play, and yeah, you're right. We'd be remiss not to mention that. But there wasn't just a lot of like consistency from the unit, I guess I should say.
1: Right, and it's week one. You can't judge week one. No, too too hard either way. That's why I'm like really glad we got the W. And I expect things to get – they're going to clean up a lot. They're going to learn a lot from this week.
0: And, and you're going to face a tougher team next week, so you better clean it up.
1: Yeah. But, hey, you got to be happy at 1-0. That this is the style of football we're going to see from this team. The running game was fantastic. Bijan was fantastic. Algier had a big just like, hey, don't forget about me day. Yeah. And that guy just turns out – Ten yard runs. Well what was bad every time.
0: Well, again, Arthur Smith sometimes his play calling really confuses me. Algier had like forty-eight yards on like four carries in the first quarter, and then doesn't get like another handoff to like the second half. What the fuck is that? He finishes with 15 for 75, two touchdowns, which is great. But um, I would have just fed the hot hand a little more, man. I don't know. And Robinson also had a good day. 10, ten carries, fifty-six yards, and um six receptions, twenty-seven. For one touchdown. So, you know, the, both the running backs did their job, but it just didn't seem to me like Arthur was feeding Algier as much as he should have um, in this game.
1: I mean, it, it'd be tough to see. I mean, Bijan's first touchdown. Like, every time oh, I watch this dude,
0: it was incredible. I've like, just,
1: I, I've never seen anything like him.
0: He's like Mike Vick with the, with, like, as a running back or something. It's, it's just bizarre. Um, like, you know, he
1: had no. Like there was no way he should have scored a touchdown on that no. play.
0: No. So like for those that missed it, he had a, it was a screen pass, and a guy was right next to him. He makes him miss with this incredible stutter step—a a blink and you miss it stutter step—and then he runs forward, jukes around two guys, um, breaks you know breaks those tackles and then gets into the end zone. I think it was—I uh, can't remember what how many yards the reception was, but it was it was a good it was a 17 yarder, and it was man. I love that. I mean, that that was just the athleticism. You you get why they spent the first of you know, their first overall pick on Robinson when you see just the freakish talent like that out of the backfield. We haven't had a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield like that since uh, probably Devonte or Tevin Coleman. So
1: yeah, but he, he's more electric than he, is. Say,
0: he He's got more more of a skill set certainly. But I'm just saying we haven't had that as a weapon in a long time. So yeah. it was nice to see that.
1: No, I mean, and and with. Corderell coming back this week as well it seems like I and mean, he's practicing so he's trending towards playing like I'm curious to see how they're gonna spread it around think, I don't
0: think they're gonna we're gonna see Corderell that much this year honestly unless somebody get unless Algier or um, Bijan get hurt yeah. because those guys are light years better than where Corderell's at right now
1: I don't know Corderell's a touchdown machine once you get in the red zone so yeah, don't don't sleep on the guy. I'm not going to
0: sleep on him. I'm just saying, like, I, it's good to have a guy like that in your, you know, in your back pocket. Um, but I'm just saying, like, unless I don't think he's going to get as much volume as he got last season.
1: Yeah, I think the, the offense is going to figure it out. Um, we always start slow, you know, not just in the Arthur Smith era, but you know, like the last six years, like the passing offense has been pretty shitty. The first couple this of weeks.
0: This is this is beyond shitty. This is this is pathetic, to me.
1: Sure. I mean, what do you want him to do? Like,
0: I don't know. Well, I don't blame him as much as I blame Arthur Smith. I don't think, you know, it goes back again to him not playing enough last year, and it goes back to him not playing enough in the preseason this year. Um, he is behind the eight ball of where he needs to be as an NFL quarterback, and there's only one person to blame for that. It's Arthur Smith.
1: I, but he just didn't have any time to do anything. Like, even, like, oh, the old, there were open receivers out there. The
0: old Matt Ryan argument. Didn't have enough time. Sure. I get it. I mean, like, I agree he didn't have a lot of time and the pass blocking wasn't good, but I also think that they didn't do a good job of utilizing his strengths. But Matt Ryan, he can't, he wasn't mobile. This guy's mobile. Utilize that strength. And they. And it looks like they hadn't trained him how to do that, how to get outside the pocket and make plays happen.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and that's really frustrating when I evaluate this coaching staff. Um, it looks like your quarterback is just really ill prepared.
1: After one week. After one week, it seems like you're reacting pretty harshly to week
0: one. I am because it's 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 annoying to me that you know again you you go down the you look at the receivers, Pitts two catches for 44 yards and he got 34 of that on that admittedly great pass by Ritter to him on a deep ball. Mac got Holl- the
1: 25 yarder coming that came back on penalty as well.
0: True, um, you know Mac Hollins three for 31, uh, Drake London zero catches. Again, it's like what are we doing at quarterback? Um, Is it-
1: is that his fault? Is, was London open a ton? Did
0: I'm not. Say, no, them? London was London was well guarded. But I'm just saying, it's like we invest all these picks in these skill position players. We're not able to get them involved more and figure out a way to utilize our quarterback strengths to get our to so that we can ensure that Pitts has more of a major impact on the game. That London has more of an, know, an impact but, on the game.
1: Last year we were high on London because you know he was having 80, 100 yard games every single week. Yeah. Like it's gonna get there. Like it's it's not like. We never found a way to get London the ball. I'm not
0: blaming London at all. I'm saying this is a failure of the. For, no, I'm, for, I'm, I'm just going off what you said. The coaching like, staff. We
1: invest money in these skill position players and never get them the ball. Obviously, we did. That's why we're so high on Drake London. He like he put up stats. He last
0: put up year. stats. Yeah, sure. And you know Kyle Pitts did with Matt Ryan. Right. But it also comes down to who's at quarterback. Like again, it's just it's a odd way to build a team. The Packers coming into town next week. Um, Did you watch any of the Packers-Bears game or hear anything about it?
1: I did. Yeah, Jordan Love looks good. Yeah, he looks scary, man. They look look scarier than I thought they would be.
0: Yeah, like Jordan Love. I remember I was talking about this during our preview show. I was like, man, this this guy's, I think, the truth. Um, Last week he threw for three touchdowns, 245 yards. Admittedly, against a really shitty Chicago Bears team, so that could obviously change this week. Um, But... You know, and you got to contend with guys like Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon on the ground, who are who are good running backs. Um, so this, you know, the Falcons will again be tested, and they'll be tested in a in a bigger way, I think, because I think the quarterback's going to be better, and the running backs will be comparable. So to what Carolina was putting out there, so we should let's see what we get in adjustments. And also with Ritter, as much as I'm being down on him or down on Arthur Smith, um, we also have to remember we got to give him time. Can't expect too much too soon. But um, I was I just, I just wasn't encouraged at all by what I saw. The pits ca- the pits throw was nice. I cannot critique that at all.
1: Yeah, I mean the but that was like the, one the one pass. Cor- the fourth quarter things just look a lot better. Yeah, like they're gonna they're gonna click.
0: Yeah, and it's not like everything's gonna be perfect immediately. It was just disheartening to see that like in the first half. Oh run. no, it, like, it, it was, was it, it was rough. really
1: frustrating. But like you saw a ton of things on the defensive side of the ball that were encouraging. I think Ryan Nielsen. Like I love. I love seeing how fired he fired up he was after the, start, the, the goal defensive, stand. Our yeah. defensive coordinator, Ryan, Ryan Nielsen. Yeah, how fired up he was. And, like, it really does set the tone. And, like, you know, the offense was doing nothing for two quarters. Yeah. And the defense was like, okay, no problem.
0: Yeah. We got this. But what, what else other than that specific play? Were, and Jesse Bates, obviously, were you did you see out there that made you I mean, we
1: did prompt? have we, – we got to the quarterback a couple times. We couple did get sacks. two sacks, yeah, um, which is good. Third, I mean, just the feeling. You know, like when they were driving at the end of the game, there's like two minutes left.
0: The Falcons? Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, not they were driving against us.
0: Oh, Carolina. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Like when we're like down 14, it's like three minutes, Mm two. Like that's still in the back of your head a little bit that like we could blow this. Oh, yeah, for sure. They could score in like 40 seconds. Yeah. That didn't happen. Yeah. You know, it just like it seems just like a much more solid unit. Yeah. I I agree. Than what we're used to. Um, Secondary strong. I know Kudo's coming back. This week as well But Trey, Trey Flowers Did a good job Filling in And uh, we, we have a lot Of depth there So that's That's a nice place to be Yeah
0: um, Anything else from this particular game You want to You want to hit
1: um, Pinion Great job Punting Sure <laughs> Coup You know Special teams all around Yeah Koo was their, big Did their job Made a couple field goals So look If we can have Good special teams Top 15 defense and not make mistakes, we're gonna win a lot of football games.
0: Hope you're right. Um,
1: I'd like to get to two and zero.
0: That's going I, I just have a feeling that's gonna be a tall order. But I think I think we can play with the Packers. The good news is the Packers are kind of in a similar position to us. Young quarterback, even though I think their quarterbacks better. Uh, good running game. Uh, their defense gets to the the quarterback a little more. They got four sacks on Justin Fields last week. That's the Bears. Um, that is also the Bears. But uh, our offensive line sucked last week on pass protection. So you got to be you know your ears got to be per- uh, perked up a little bit in terms of being worried about them being able to get quarter- uh, pressure on our quarterback this week. Our old friend Devondre Campbell will be visiting at him. The old linebacker. He's a, he is a Packer. Recorded seven tackles last week. Awesome. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, Jordan Love scares me, man. Looked really good. Um, and yeah, I don't really have much on the on the uh, the Packers honestly. I didn't watch a ton of that game, but it just looked like they were moving the ball that well. They scored thirty eight points against Green, Bay, uh, excuse me, against Chicago.
1: Chicago so. was in it for a while though; like it was a closer first half game than that score looked.
0: Yeah, it was just the second half that kind of ran away with it a little bit. And Chicago, admittedly, is just dog shit, so it's not like you can really. It's not like Green Bay went out there and beat I don't know Kansas City or something or Philadelphia, and you're like, oh fuck, now they're gonna play us. It's more like, yeah, they might be good. We might be good. Let's see what happens.
1: Yeah. I, I was disappointed looking around the league. You know, the Saints won a dumb game against the Titans. That was a dumb game. You know, how, how would you react if Arthur Smith did what Mike Frabel did and down four, with about two minutes, 20 seconds left, mm-hmm. got like a fourth and five-ish, something like that, on like the seven or eight-yard line. He kicks a field goal. To put it at one.
0: And there were what? Two minutes left?
1: A little over two minutes. So you have and the two How many minutes. timeouts do you have? You got your timeouts. And the two minute warning.
0: If your defense has been playing good, maybe, but... It didn't I, work I out. I wouldn't fuck with and that.
1: Like the percentages said their chance of winning the game went down from like 35% to like 20%.
0: Yeah, it's just to like tough when you got that... Little, you know, if you've got two minutes left, even, you know, even if you stop them, you still got to stop them. That still takes time off the clock. Use all your timeouts and then you got to get the ball back and then you got to put a drive together. And yeah.
1: it's don't, not don't, easy. Don't sleep on the Saints. Like, you know, they weren't great that game, but like Derek Carr, he got it done when they needed He had a big, like, third and eight conversion through like a 40 yard bomb down yeah. the sideline. Yeah, 300,
0: 300 yards passing last week for him. Uh, Tampa Bay won at Minnesota, which I did not see coming. Baker Mayfield looked competent to a degree. They still got those lethal receivers. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens um, in the damn NFC South this year. But everybody won except Carolina. Anything else from week one jump out at you? that you're worried about, concerned about? Aaron Rodgers went down.
1: That is just wild, man. Yeah.
0: After all the hype, the the hard knocks. I didn't watch all the hard knocks, but I watched enough of it to get the the picture. Um, Yeah. After four plays, tears his Achilles.
1: There goes the season. After it's like the scene was set, too, man. It's you know, nine eleven, Monday night football. Monday night football in New York against the Bills. There's all this hype built because of Hard Knocks. You know, he's played in Green Bay for what, like seventeen seasons, something, something crazy. ridiculous yeah. like that, and then four plays gone. Yeah, um, I'm so glad football's back though. Like I watched that entire game pretty much because oh, yeah, yeah. then yeah. I was like intrigued, wanted to like see how Zach Wilson did. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a hell of a – I mean, that's a defense that the Jets have. Like, they truly are just like Aaron Rodgers probably would have won a Super Bowl with them.
0: Could have. Um, I mean, yeah, that defense is scary. Quinnen Williams is terrifying. That defensive tackle is an absolute monster. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of opens up to tie this back to land professional sports, though. It's like, who's going to replace Aaron Rodgers? Obviously, very few people can do that. No one who's a free agent can do that. But a lot of Matt Ryan popping up, people saying, Matt Ryan should go to New York. Um, I think that would be a bad fit Their offensive line was getting creamed Matt Ryan would get slobber knocked
1: Yeah, the the most likely option Or the one that makes the most sense that I saw Was like Jameis Winston You know, if they sure. were to trade with the Saints Like Jameis is like You remember that, was that just last year? That was like last year, week one When he threw for like 400 damn yards against us mm-hmm. Like he's got that in him
0: Yeah he's just so turnover prone though like I mean there's been multiple years when he was in Tampa especially it would be like there's 28 touchdowns with 28 picks it's just like do they want to do that do you want to make a trade for a backup quarterback I don't know
1: yeah there's a lot of mediocre quarterbacks in the league right
0: now yeah but there's you know there's some it be interesting to see uh, I know Matt Ryan staying in shape it would be interesting if he did go up there but I don't think it would work out well for him um
1: no, because their offensive line was terrible. Too. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, yeah, that's pretty much the Falcons report. Uh, Green Bay, 1 o'clock on Sunday in Atlanta. Uh, oh, one more thing I'll mention. It was nice to see like Falcons fans at the game. Uh, the stadium was not sold out um, by the eye test, but there were a lot of people waving flags. Um, we talked to a couple of folks after the game who swung by the bar we were at and seemed like everybody had a good time and was super into the game and... Uh, wasn't just people sitting on their hands and knees and uh, you know just lamenting the fact that we exist as a franchise. So that's that's good news.
1: Arthur Smith made a point. He was making the rounds on Atlanta radio today, and he made a he made a point to like compliment the fans for I think it was like some point in the second half, third and five or something. And then there was a false start on the offense. Yeah, back to the sh- they boot the shit out of him. And then we got a sack on that. Like yeah. after that, he's like, "That that was because of that was because of you. That was because of the fans." Like you know, we were able to run a completely different play once it's third to ten versus third and five. Blah blah blah. Keep it up. Yeah. So, I mean, it is crucial to start off hot. Like if you can start two and oh, man,
0: people will start getting excited. There's
1: going to be a lot of hype. Like yeah. you know, winning that game was huge. And then. And then you know, winning that game was just huge by itself. Like, because even if we're one and three, you can battle back from that when, once the schedule softens. Maybe. You know, but yeah. you don't want to start out.
0: No, no, it's a it's a disaster. The, the
1: fans are gone.
0: Yeah. Um. So that was, that was a nice surprise. Uh. Let's talk some Braves, Adam. Braves, as of this recording, are uh, magic numbers at two. Any combinations of. Braves wins and Philly losses that equal two will equal the sixth straight division title for the Braves. That could happen by the time you hear this podcast.
1: That is wild. It's up to six already. You know, I know we're not in the business of... Six what? Division titles. Oh, six in a row. Yeah, right. Right. You know, like it started in 2018 um, with Ronald Acuna and the Walker Bueller year and all of that. So I, I know... We're not here for division titles, no. But it's the first step. And coming yeah. into this year, no, you know, once again, everyone saying, "Oh, the match luck really good. They got these two old bastards that have never <laughs> finished a season, but no, they're going to be good." And that They've offense never finished a season. That You're offense, crazy. <laughs> who has like you know just a bunch of mediocre names, they, they could be good for whatever reason. They got like, Pete Alonzo. He's won four home run derbies. Yeah, exactly. And like you know, Phillies are the second best team. In the division and they're 16 games back so unbelievable year like we've been talking about love it appreciate it the players are gonna celebrate the division whether that's tonight or tomorrow or in a couple days and they should celebrate winning the division like it's a long season a lot of work has like gone into it to get to this point and but it's just the first check mark
0: for sure sure i just hope it's not a big like champagne-fueled celebration. Just have just, just hang out in the clubhouse. Have some beers, some liquor, whatever. I don't no. think it needs to be a big...
1: I think you have fun. Go for it. Tomorrow, I don't know if they play tomorrow, but you can run out of a hangover lineup tomorrow, and then we've got a couple weeks to ramp back up for the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Um, let's talk about a couple of things that are jumping out to me. Um O? Let's talk about Mike Harris first. I do want to talk about uh, Matt Olson. He's on my list. Um... Mike Harris Adam.
1: Give us some stats, Graham. Uh,
0: in August, he hit 336 to 372 on base percentage, a 522 slugging percentage. Um, and also hit four home runs, 16 RBI. Excellent. September, hitting 319, 333 on base, 574 slugging. Also excellent. Um, I would like to see Mike Harris moved up in the lineup. I think he's earned it. This is a guy who's hitting 085 in April. almost hitting 300 on the season. Um, We know that he's got a great combination of speed and power, although the power hasn't been there as much this year, 16 home runs. Um, But I think he gives you a better chance to start the game off with a bang than Ozzy does right now. Um, And, you know, when Ozzy went out, Mike hit second and did a good job, and I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a a switch take place maybe where – Ozzie moves down to maybe the sixth hole, um, and Mike moves up to the second hole to better complement Acuna with better on-base skills and uh, just having an overall better run over the last couple of months.
1: Yeah, you can nitpick.
0: It's not nitpicking. It's a suggestion. You'd you yeah. still be fine no, I'm with I'm saying like, you,
1: you can nitpick there. this lineup left and right, but obviously they, they rake. And, oh, of course, yeah. And I think, so I'm thinking, yes, Mike Harrison too, That is, that is nice. He would drive in a lot more runs probably. But also, I wonder, you know, Ronnie has been on an RBI just fueled surge recently. A lot of
0: that's from Mike.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So like it is nice having
0: Happened again last night when Harris got on base single, Lacunia hits the home run.
1: So like you're not gonna you're not gonna like mess with Ronnie hitting one.
0: No, of course not.
1: So like if Michael Harris like he needs people on base in front of him as well. So you could you could go either way with it. Um but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the kid that he's had such a fantastic sophomore season after it's starting so poorly. Yeah. And this team, I just don't know where to go with it, Graham. They're just unbelievable.
0: They're really good. Um, I just think about it too. Like Mike's hitting 290 against right-handers, Ozzie hitting 230. You know, it's like it's a big difference. But you're right. I mean, the offense continues to do exceptionally no matter who's hitting where or who's struggling. Uh, you know, one thing I also looked up that was uh, – concerning as i like to say to me was like the, the play of the catchers over the last three months offensively has just been trash um darneau last three months hitting 183 203 on base 405 slugging sean murphy 219 354 on base 363 slugging other than sean murphy's on base percentage um that's horrible Interesting. but they've still done like the braves are still fine um it's not like they've lost a step but so, maybe I that's would,
1: the plays Get those guys out of the middle of the those order. Those guys
0: should not be in the middle of the order. Yeah. There's no reason for that anymore. Um, it's not like I, I hate them or they're losers or whatever. They're just going through a really bad stretch. Um, obviously, Murphy's going to get the majority of the playing time. Darn, no, I don't know. I mean, you said you didn't see the game last night, but all his at bats were just non competitive, weak contact. Mm. Um, did not like what I've, I've been seeing from him pretty much since the All Star break. And, the, you know, when you look at the you break down the stats. Uh, there's a reason why he's not passing I tested tests. The stats also say he's not passing it. So it's like there's no reason that Darno should be hitting sixth or Murphy hitting sixth. You could move Eddie's been doing great. You should bump him up to sixth if you're not going to do my Mike Ozzie switch. Um, I would bat the catchers eighth or yeah, something at this point. Imagine those
1: guys eight nine as well because like
0: they can still get hot. Exactly. You know they're, they're still very res, you know very respectable players. Very good players. They're just having a big slump on offense right but now.
1: We obviously have the best nine-hitter in the league right now, but even with one of those guys down there. You, yeah, well,
0: then that becomes them. Right. And, you know, it was funny watching the game last night. You know, the Phillies' lineup is really good. I mean, let's not beat around the bush. I mean, Schwarber, Turner, Harper, Castellanos, you know, the names go on. But when you get to the bottom of the lineup and they got guys like Pache, Sosa, those guys don't scare you as much. Whereas you still have to deal with, you know, with us. It's like you still have to deal with Rosario you got to deal with Arcia. Michael Harris. you got to deal with Garcia. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, it's just like with the Dodgers. Very similar. Yeah. Like the top five, six, great. Sure. Especially playing on that ballpark, man. So, like, I, I didn't watch it, but I was, I was following it, and it was like, good Lord. Like, home run, home run, home run, home run. Trey Turner, that guy is an issue right now.
0: He's had an excellent last couple of months.
1: I, I liked it a lot more when the city hated him. Damn Philly, they finally embrace a player instead of booing him. And, like, he's just been unbelievable over the last month and a half. Yeah.
0: He's, he's a scary guy. Yeah. Very, very scary guy. Especially against us. Yeah.
1: I forget, are we lined up for them in the first round again? Yes, if, <laughs> if, they, win,
0: if they win their wild card matchup, which they probably would. I think they'd still be on – I don't know who they're on track to play at this point. but
1: I want to say the Cubs.
0: If they play the Cubs, that would be a good series. That, that could uh, hurt them, um, you know, in the sense of having to expend – they stars. Of course, the same thing happened last year against St. Louis, and it didn't matter. But, you know, you keep playing dirty. Eventually, you're going to, or you keep playing the dirt. Eventually, you're going to get dirty. So I, I wouldn't, you know, obviously, you're very excited not to have to do that wild card round, and you hope the Phillies have to just expend a shitload of energy and they're not going to be the same team when they have to face you. Yeah. But yeah, that seems to be how it's lined up. And these guys do not go away, Adam. This series has been so fucking weird. Um, I, I went to team trivia last night and came back home around ten, fifteen or so and I was like I had to watch the game uh but I you know, recorded it put it on I'm enjoying myself very much and uh it's the seventh inning I'm like six to one you know Acuna's gone yard Olsen's gone yard Ozuna's gone yard uh Max Fried had five good innings uh Tonkin gets out of the sixth inning no problem and I was like it's the seventh inning it's like 1230 I'm gonna go to sleep fuck it and then I'm going to. I'm about to go to sleep, and then I see all these texts from my mom. She's like, "What the hell is going on?" Because obviously she was watching it, and I wasn't around my phone. But I was like, "Oh shit, we won seven to six in the tenth inning." Middle of the bullpen, I guess back of the bullpen's been a little weird lately with Jimenez and uh, yeah. uh, Iglesias not being as uh, shut down as they were. Not ideal. But I'm just saying, like the Phillies do not go away. They do not give up. You know, if you look at how the uh, double header works. Um, you know, it was 10-8 Braves win, 7-5 Braves loss, and then yesterday was 7-6 Braves win. Two of those three games win to 10 innings. So they will play us to the death. They will fight us tooth and nail. This is maybe not an exact preview of how everything's going to happen um, in terms of like the volume of scoring. Like I don't expect us to touch Zach Wheeler for six runs in the playoffs probably. But um, how close these games are going to be, how hotly contested they're going to be, that is accurate. Like these are going to be very going to be very tough in the postseason if we play them.
1: I mean, you got to think from their vantage point. They did it last year. They would love nothing more than like I mean, we're even better than we were last year. They would love nothing more than just to be able to take us down with how easy this season has been for us. Like, yeah, we haven't stressed about
0: anything anything yeah. since April. Maybe. Yeah, even like the nitpicking over of Zuna and you know when he was still struggling and Michael Harris when he was struggling or you know not having more than two good starters. It just hasn't mattered. Nothing's mattered. No obstacle has been too big to overcome for the Braves this year. Yeah. But, yeah, you're exactly right. But to still kill us after all that would just be devastating. Be devastating.
1: That would be so sweet for them. Yeah. So, we'll be ready for it this year. I mean, yeah. just give me a healthy, freed, healthy strider. We'll make it work, buddy.
0: Yeah, I think freed... Looked pretty good last night. He got a little wild in the fourth and fifth inning, especially this curveball and fastball. For some reason, he was just bouncing those things well before the plate. But he fought through it. He looked really good on some at-bats, too. Like, he, he looked excellent. Um, only gave one run, a home run to Castellanos. So, I think Freed's fine. Um, let's talk about Matt Olson though. Jesus H. Christ. He's tied Andrew Jones, as of this recording, for uh, most home runs in a season in the history of the franchise. With 51. 51 home runs. His September Adam is insane. Hitting 422 with a 519 on base percentage, a 1000 519. 519 on base, 1000 slugging. That's not OPS, that's 1000 slugging. He has a 1.519 OPS. He has 8 home runs in September. He only had 7 in August, only 7. But I'm just saying like we're not even halfway through September. He's already eclipsed his home run number and it's just hitting like I don't know, there's no fucking tomorrow. Uh, it's, it's incredible. He's also on a 10-game hitting streak.
1: Yeah, I think he's like 30 RBIs like above the next closest person yeah, or something like that. and he
0: leads Major League Baseball and home runs and RBI.
1: It is wild that he's, like everything you just said, and he's not really talked about in the MVP. Like he's probably third in the MVP. Maybe not even that. I don't even know what Buki... Buki. Bookie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's call him Mookie Bookie from now on. I like that. I
1: don't know what Buki's been doing recently, but, you know, Ronald's been great as well.
0: Ronald's going to get that 40-70. Yeah. He's got, I think, 37 home runs you know, now. He's cranked up the home um, runs,
1: the RBIs. So, But, yeah, I mean, Olsen's been fantastic, man. And, like, he's had, like, some lulls. He had, like, two big lulls this year. Kind of, like, early on and then, obviously.
0: Yeah, his May was bad.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and April wasn't great either. But he had, you know, and he had a a bit of a dip in August but still had an excellent um august overall it was really it's just like july august september overall has just been unfreaking real um he's had let's see let me do some quick math 23 home runs from july to september and um the lowest he's hit in any of those months is 290 and his on-base percentage has not been below 400 and his slugging percentage has not been below 500 or 550 so he has been as good as you can ask for as an offensive player
1: I and mean, it's that's what's wild with this team is it's so easy to underappreciate guys because of how many studs there are.
0: Yeah, and they also just go out and do it every day. Yeah, it's like you expect it, and if they don't do it, you're like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, yeah. like I, I saw that he had tied Andrew last night, and I was just like, huh? I feel like that should be a bigger thing that we're about. Like he's about he's probably going to end up beating Andrew by like five or six at, at least. least. Yeah, you know. Um, but you just got all these guys. You got Ozuna. Ozuna might get forty home runs.
0: Another home run last night. He's he's God. And that that's the thing. That's what I'll say about this year compared to last year. Last year we limped into the playoffs, in my opinion, not just because of the injuries to the pitchers, but you know Olsen wasn't doing well, Riley wasn't doing well, Ozuna was a non-factor, uh, Rosario was out, um, Acuna wasn't himself. You know now Ronald Acuna is having the season of his life. Playing up to the potential that we knew he could play at. Matt Olson's having the season of his life, playing as well as he's ever had in his career. Um, we could also say the same damn thing about Acuna. Rosario's locked in. Ozuna's locked in. Uh, Mike Harris is locked in. It's Just
1: the catchers.
0: It's really just like getting. <laughs> Arcia's pretty locked in. You know, it's just really if we can get Sean Murphy, just figure oh, something man. out over the last couple of months, our last couple of weeks if of we the can season, get
1: like April, May, Sean Murphy, then
0: you cannot do anything against this lineup. And even if even if he doesn't. You still really can't. This this lineup is the best in baseball. There are no easy outs. And they've cut down their strikeouts significantly. That's something we haven't really talked about. But, like, Olsen's only had, like, I think 45 strikeouts since July or something like that. And has hit, what did I say, 30 home runs since then? I don't know. It's something ridiculous. But everybody's cut down their strikeouts. Even Ozuna. No one's, like, Ronald chased a bad pitch last night for the first time, I think. I don't know that I've seen in a while where I was like, "What is he swinging at?" But you haven't said that all yeah, year. Yeah,
1: no, he, he's evolved it's, so much. It's
0: incredible. Everyone's cut down on their strikeouts. This team, even though there's a lot of the same players, is they improved. The, the players that are still here from last year have vastly improved their offensive production.
1: I don't think I've talked about, talked about this on the podcast. Where it was like I, wa- I was watching an interview with Greg Maddox. And like, he was like, this is a top five offense yeah. of all time. All time. Shit. And, like, and, and it was the approach piece is what he was mm-hmm. talking about. Like exactly what you're saying. It's just like one to nine. These guys don't waste an at-bat. Yeah. And they can all take you deep.
0: Yeah. And that, that's the scary part. It's like one mistake. It's over. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was the thing I noticed last night. It was like they were uh, – I can't remember what any they were touching up wheelers either the fourth or the – it was the fifth. But like in the fifth, before things really went haywire, I think it was one to one at that point. He had thrown, like, 89 pitches, and there was, like, no outs. So, they just battle. They work the count. Uh, They hit home runs, but they also aren't so dependent on the homer. That If they don't hit home runs, they're not, like, screwed. Mm -hmm. And that's the big thing is, like, last year it was, like, home runs or strikeouts, it seemed like. But now it's, like, a lot of guys are walking. You know, this team might be the first team ever as a team to have a 500 slugger percentage as a team. That's never happened before. Um, On paper, Adam... As much as I've complained about the lack of pitching depth and all the other shit, and the bullpen, like we mentioned Iglesias and Jimenez are having hiccups right now. This offense is good enough that even if we have some bullpen issues or we have um, starting pitching issues, it still might not be enough to stop us because that offense is so good. Obviously, you don't want to have those issues going into the playoffs, but if someone blows up for a night, it's not going to be the end of the world. It's not like these teams in the past where it's like, oh god. We don't have XYZ pitching tonight. We're, we're absolutely screwed. It's like, no. As long as this offense is healthy.
1: Yeah.
0: It doesn't really matter. I mean, it matters, but it matters a lot less because these guys are just so dialed in right
1: now. You could throw Alan Winnens out there.
0: Maybe. He's been solid, man. I would I would put him on the damn postseason roster. Are you kidding? The kid, every time he pitches, looks really good. Doesn't overwhelm you, but he's solid. I um, guess we should talk about Kyle Wright, speaking of guys coming back. Yeah. That was a rush job. I don't was, think that should have happened.
1: Uh, I agree with your grandma. I was gonna say that's unfortunate. That's the way he had to come out, come back. Like he needed at least one more rehab. Start. Yeah, it's
0: one rehab start, and then it's like, oh, let's go face the Phillies. Yeah. Welcome back, asshole.
1: What happened? Like, wh- why did we have to pull him up so quickly? I don't know. I don't think you had to. Was it a double header? Maybe.
0: It was a double. He did pitch during the double header day, but I don't think you had. You didn't. No one was forcing you to do that. You could have. Well, Soroka got hurt. Well, We you know Soroka got hurt, but I'm just saying you could have. I don't know. I would have. Schuster or something. Who gives a fuck?
1: Schauer hasn't pitched in a while. Yeah,
0: like you don't need to rush Kyle right back now. His yeah. confidence probably taking a taking a hit. He's not ready yet. He needs a, like two more rehab starts, and then hopefully he can give you something in the playoffs. But know, oh, someone put, got the flu. Oh, that's what it was.
1: Yeah, there, I, I was like, something weird happened because uh, okay. Austin Riley had the flu earlier, and then it it went to I think Strider had it. One of the starters that was scheduled to pitch had added. So I, okay. I, I think it. Okay, that's what happened. There was like a reason, and no one else was lined up to make the start.
0: Um, okay, well, then that, that makes me feel even better then because he wasn't like in his normal preparation.
1: But I know, like, after the terrible first inning, he had a couple scoreless and then it got away from him again. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's tough. So I mean, just let, let him do the rest of his rehab starts here. You know, how he was throwing 96. I think his curveball didn't have the same bite it normally would. So, just, like, let him keep pitching. Yeah. See how he evolves.
0: Yeah. It's exciting. It's like every time you watch the Braves now, at least for me, all I can think about is the playoffs. Like, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. I'm also like, let's let's do this. Like, it's time. Let's go.
1: Well, it's also, like, I'm once, antsy. once football gets here as well, like, regular season baseball takes a step back. Yeah. Unless you're in a pennant chase. Right. Which, obviously, we're not. No. So...
0: We have chased the pennant. We just got to pick it up.
1: We got two weeks to kind of wait this thing out, and at like, least the division. Let, let the other teams um, fight each other. Yeah, yeah. But no, I agree. I want to go in hot, Graham. Let's yeah. Let's keep playing him at this point. Give the starters some rest. Freedom Strider. Keep going with like the six man rotation, mm-hmm. which is pretty much what we've been doing. And um, yeah, I I still have confidence in Iglesias. Yeah, I mean he was great in August. Jimenez has been great all year. Well, since like April. Minter's looking really good. Mm-hmm. It's good to see Kirby Yates still like the dude's consistently been there all year. Yeah, he's been he's been solid. I know he closed out one of those uh, extra inning games the other day.
0: Yeah, and uh, Brad Ham closed the game out last night. I'm not too concerned about the bullpen. I mean, that might be the, I think it's our weakest link. I would say like you could touch up our bullpen potentially. Um,
1: Talking is going to have. A playoff moment.
0: You think he's going to have a Tyler Matzik moment?
1: I think so. He's always the guy that like comes in when shit has gone wrong in like the fourth or fifth inning and can strike a guy
0: out. Yeah, he did it again last night. That's what he does. Yeah.
1: So he's going to have his moment. Your boy Jackson Stevens came back this week as well. I forgot about Jackson Stevens. Yeah, and like uh, I think that was the Kyle Wright start. Yeah. He pitched like three innings, Mm -hmm. did okay.
0: Dylan Lee has been back. We haven't really talked Dylan about him. Dylan Lee's gone again. He's gone again.
1: Yeah, he's I L. would He's done for the year. He's, he's Fuck. yeah.
0: I mean, I you know he didn't look
1: great, but yeah, he was he was not ready. So like, I mean, Snit even like said like we can't count on Lee, and he said Chavez as well. Jesse Chavez. <laughs> Jesse Chavez is done. He start he started. He had a rehab start. Well, not starter. He pitched last night. He hasn't pitched in like
0: three months. So it, like, it but the Dylan
1: Lee thing just shows that like. It's not easy to come back from injuries. No. So that's, it's, un, it's unfortunate because Jesse Chavez was having like such an unbelievable season. Yeah, he's had the, probably one of the better seasons of his career. And that's a very long career. Yeah. So it, it's going to work itself out. Maybe it is Alan Winnin's in the bullpen. I don't know. Smith schauvers is constantly up and down, but I haven't seen him pitch in like two months.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's been that long, but yeah, it's been a while. And I don't know. I'm not going to get about Jimenez or Iglesias. They've been fine for the most part for the majority of the year, particularly Iglesias. do um, trust your guys. Yeah, at this point, it's got to be Jimenez, Mentor, Iglesias. Those are your – that's your version of the night shift I this mean, We year. saw
1: them do it against L.A.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And as, as – really the biggest X factor for this team, honestly, is the offense. If the offense keeps producing at this level, and they've shown that they can handle – Top tier, elite tier pitching. Honestly, we should be fine. Yeah, by fine, mean we should we should fucking do do the thing again for the second time in three
1: years. Do you know in the playoffs? I'm thinking about X factors because mm-hmm. with all these X rating games, you know who's been scoring the go ahead run every single time? Well,
0: that that forest wall, forest wall. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. this guy's got to make the roster. You, you, like you, this speed is unreal. I still remember yeah. his first game where he pinch runs, <clears throat> instantly steals second, instantly steals third. Mm-hmm. Like it's nothing. Yeah, almost still home.
0: You always got to have a guy in the playoffs that can be a good pinch runner. That's a speed guy. That that's his specialty. He goes in there strictly for Sean Murphy draws a walk in the ninth inning. Put put for a Yeah, exactly. You got to have a guy like that. You got to have a guy like him. You got to have a guy like Nicky Lopez. There are two guys that you got to have, and you got to have a guy like Kevin Pillar. Those are your three core <laughs> bench players. And You got to have a guy
1: like Matt Olson. You got to have. Well, a guy. I'm
0: talking about like like yeah. guys that you don't think. It's a about.
1: nice little bench. Those, right? are,
0: those are your that's your trio. Like, like you feel pretty M- good. Nicky Lopez, Pilar, and those guys Wall. have their roles. Yeah,
1: Pilar, P- excellent outfield defense, can get a big hit. Yeah, Nicky Lopez, excellent infield defense. He hasn't been hitting great recently. No, but, but he, the defense, excellent defense. That's what matters. Forest Wall can steal a base yeah. with his eyes closed. Yeah.
0: So your your bench is covered. Um, you know, just hope the starters hold up and you hope that the uh, offense, you don't even hope, the you know the offense is going to continue to do, a, do a, d- continue to do what it's been doing all season. And it almost makes me want to, I remember when we came back after our hiatus, I was like oh, I think the Braves are going to lose in the Division Series this year. Remember, I don't know if you remember I said that. I do. Um, I think I was just mad about something. I don't know. You were living in the moment. Um, I was living in the moment.
1: Not looking big picture.
0: No. I still worry about that pitching depth, but I'm not as worried about it at this point. Like I, I feel like I've seen the light with how great this offense is. So, I'm good. Let's roll.
1: That's good. Good to hear, Graham. Yeah,
0: no.
1: You got a 1-0 football team and the best baseball team in the league. Yeah. What and else can you ask and,
0: for? Uh, what else can I ask for is a luxury tax um, basketball team that can only get into the playing round.
1: I think you got that. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah.
0: that's, all, that's, that's it. That, the, you know. You're beautiful. Yeah, I feel great. I don't even want to think about those damn Hawks.
1: Yeah, let's not.
0: All right, let's wrap it up. That's it. That's today's Atlanta Zone. Thank you guys for listening, as always. We'll see you again next week. Until then, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitality.
1: Hospitality.